Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? I'm doing okay, but uh, I want to hear all about England because you were there last week. When we talked last, you were uh, in Ireland, I think headed to Newcastle. Yes. And then uh, you've just returned home in the last couple of days from the UK, living my best life now. Um, I'm, I'm so jealous. Uh, you, you're there. Uh, Elizabeth Heinemann, who works at Lifeway with me, uh, she's, I think, been in Scotland and Ireland the past week or so as well. And now I think she's in London. She's headed home, I think, this weekend. But she's on vacation. And I, I'm just like following everybody on Twitter and Instagram that's over in England. And I'm, I'm jealous, Amy. Got to admit yeah, well, it really it really was a wonderful trip, and it was really wonderful to see some of the work that's being done over there. Uh, just to meet uh, church planters, to see uh, we were we were at Christ Church in Newcastle. Christ Church Heaton was the area of of town, but um, it it was just a great thing to see these places. And then we did get to do some fun things uh, while we were there. We didn't, we didn't hit London or any of kind of the normal places. Um, We just uh, stayed in the Newcastle area. We went up to a, uh, to a castle called Annick Castle, which is where um, they, which was not a new castle, but an old castle. It was an old castle. Yes. And people, the Duke, and Duchess of Northumberland still live there, and we got to tour it. They're not in residence right now, and so we were in there. It was kind of cool, too, because you, you're you touring it, and you're actually in the library where they hang out. Like, their television was in there and family pictures and stuff hmm. like that. So I, I um, wonder if Keith told the Duke that he was a Clemson fan. That is not even worthy of a response. I, I have nothing. Bad ACC joke. Yes, and they... Again, they're not in residence right now. They are. They spend the summer and early fall um, north a little bit, so they weren't there. But we we took the tour, and also some kind of cool spots. They've done some filming there for uh, movies and television shows. So there were scenes uh, for for those uh, out there who are into Harry Potter, uh, the the movies or the books or anything. In the movies, uh, the Quidditch scenes were filmed here. So I, I took a picture and sent it to Drew and said, guess where I am? And he said, he wrote back Hogwarts. So he knew immediately, recognized it. Uh, Downton Abbey, there's a, there was a, the Christmas episode where they went and they went away to a castle for, um, like for the holiday and it, it was filmed there. So it, it was just pretty pretty neat and special and then there was a really cool bookstore we went to and then we spent some time um on monday in the peak district in a little town called buxton which is where the england cohort um for this uh program was meeting and uh crosslands training institute and um it it was just a just a lovely lovely quick trip um, but wonderful, had really good food, made some new friends. Um, and maybe we, we told some of the uh, students over there about the podcast. So we might have some new listeners. We're um, international now. Yeah. We'll, We're an we'll international see. rock star, Amy. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Now we talked a lot. They, they had a lot of questions for us about, um, 
things going on in America. Of course, a lot of questions. Politics was certainly one. But here's the other question that we kept getting over and over again. They could not, um, and I guess part of it had to do with the time of year. They just could not believe how much we get into college athletics. And what could, what, what just stunned them was how big our stadiums are. Oh yeah, they just, they, just, oh, they the biggest the biggest soccer stadiums over there seat seventy thousand or so. Right, and I mean that that would be a moderately sized you know uh, college stadium. Right, you know, there there are three or four dozen college stadiums bigger than the biggest you know soccer football stadium whatever you want to call it over there. Right, and so. You know, then of course they're asking us, and I mean Keith graduated from Clemson, so it's a, it's a one of the big you know football schools. So they're asking him, you know, how many come to a game, and he's saying, you know, in the eighty thousands, and they just couldn't get over it because in their college experience, they don't, you know, they might have like club sports or intramural or intramurals where they're just playing for fun, but nothing like that. So it was, we had a number of conversations about American politics and college football. Hmm. So and the the sad thing was you were over there on an international break. So there wasn't even any like big time professional soccer. I think the championship played last week and you had a little bit of the, uh, the check a trade trophy going on this right. week as well, but, but not the, uh, not the big EPL stuff over there. It was on a break. I was very sad about that. You're you're right. I was so sad. Not really. But, I wouldn't have well, even. We, we had a big game here in Nashville this week, though, because of the international break. The U.S. Mexico game was, was here there. On Tuesday I night saw. I saw pictures Nashville, of that. Yes. And the uh, U.S. won. Uno Acero. Oh, nice. So that was okay. pretty awesome. It was fun well, to watch. There was there was a big uh, half marathon going on in Newcastle the weekend we were there, and apparently it's one of the largest half marathons in the world. Um, wow. So the whole city was kind of uh, shut down in some areas and, and stuff. But it was it was a delightful time. And probably more than anything, just some of the new friends that we made and some of the uh, opportunities we had to just learn about the ministry over there, uh, that was our, our favorite thing. So it was great. We hope hope we get to go back. All right. Well, that sounds good. All right. Let's jump into our episode this week. Do want to thank once again our sponsors located in Louisville, Kentucky. The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary is committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. Amy, I don't know if you had a chance to see it. Dr. Moeller did a, a live ask, any, ask Me Anything kind of thing on uh, yes. Facebook, I think, this week, or maybe it was uh, on his website. I'm, I'm not sure if it was Facebook Live or what. Uh, I saw a couple of clips from it. Fascinating stuff. He uh, put to bed some some kind of ridiculous rumors out there about Southern. So uh, it, it was nice to to see him doing that. I I think we should probably do an Ask Me Anything, but we probably wouldn't be as eloquent as Dr. Moeller. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at that. And uh, I I don't feel like this show, we need to get a, a few more s- listeners, subscribers before we get to ask anything. Okay, that's fair. He, yeah. he has a few more listeners than we do. I think they Just do a few. somewhere around a million or two a week. So, right, we're, I, I we're, we're not quite like there yet. Percentage wise, yet. percentage wise, when you have a million or two a week and you throw out "ask me anything," then you're just yeah. you're going to get enough to fill an hour. We yeah, we need to we need to get a few, you know. And I may be off what, on that number. I may be shooting a little high with that. Colby Adams probably not complaining that I'm I'm giving him those seven right. figure numbers per week, but. 
I mean, there's 16, um, I, I mil- what, there. there's, there's 14 to 16 million Southern Baptists. I mean, we could shoot for a million of those. <laughs> yeah. I, why not? I mean, right. we need, we need better. We need more committed fans, Amy. They need to tell their friends about the show. So, Hey, I, I got us but, a few more. So I know, I know. I appreciate I did my that. Part. So, all right. All right. So, okay. So, um, big news. You returned back to the States this week and you got a hurricane bearing down on the Carolinas. So welcome home. Yeah. And here comes the rain. Yeah, um, hats off to my mom. She was here with our kids, and I started seeing some things on Twitter about this, and I was I was completely shocked, had not been paying attention. And so I texted back with her, and while we were gone, she did a lot of the stuff to kind of help prepare us uh, for this, get some supplies and and things. So, uh, so we 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 got home. We didn't feel like we were in a total panic, um, but certainly. Uh, trying to get things ready. Of course, when the initial reports had it coming to the Raleigh area uh, a lot more um, strongly than it looks like it will uh, at the time of us recording this. Um, but the entire state of North Carolina and now the entire state of South Carolina are going to really, really see the effects of this. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're recording this on Thursday night. It's just now uh, coming to the coast. Um, I don't think it's made landfall yet, but, uh, you know, here we go. Yeah. And we bring this up because Southern Baptist disaster relief teams are readying for the onslaught of flooding and, uh, water related issues. Uh, that's what the, the, the big thing on this one is, is not as much the wind damage. It's expected to be the water damage, the, the right. amount of rain that they're going to get in South Carolina, North Carolina. And I know a lot of those areas have already had problems with flooding already this year. They've had a lot of rain already. Now you're going to get feet of water in just a few days. Right. Uh, So flooding is going to be an issue in the Carolinas, and our Southern Baptist disaster relief teams are readying. I know they've set up a a big center in Cary, North Carolina, right outside of Raleigh right there, waiting on everything uh, to kind of come in, and then they will deploy from there. Uh, A lot of kitchens, feeding stations, and tankers of uh, potable water uh, have been deployed to the Carolinas, and uh, they are... Our yellow hats are at the ready, Amy. Yes. And, uh, you know, as, as people pray and, and give and help with this, uh, just these types of things always have long lasting effects. You know, once the storm is over, that's when the real work begins. Um, as you said, lots of flooding. The big issue with this one, um, is the storm surge just because of where it's hitting and how our, our beaches are. Um, and so we have a lot of coastal towns that probably will be uh, just utterly destroyed. Um, and that will be homes and, and churches and businesses and just people's entire lives. When Hurricane Matthew came a couple of years ago, which was not as intense, uh, it destroyed uh, farmers' uh, just entire harvest of crops. And uh, it it destroyed roads and, you know, just other things. So washed them away. So there's just so much work that will have to be done after. Um, so everyone's going to hunker down this weekend. We'll watch, you know, sort of where it goes, but then, uh, the real challenges will begin. And that's where it's great to see the work of, uh, of groups like send relief and of the different States, all the rescue crews that are coming in um, there. There's also a video that uh, SBC president JD Greer shared just calling for Southern Baptists uh, to respond to to hurricane Florence. It's just a short, really brief video. Uh, and that's in the Baptist press story that we'll have in the show notes. Yeah. We've got a couple of stories in that 
are in the show notes uh, this week, so check those out. We'll talk a little bit more about Sin Relief later in the show. Moving down to Georgia, Thomas Hammond has been named the Georgia Baptist Convention's next executive director. He takes over for Robert White, who is retiring at the end of the year after serving for 26 years in that position. Hammond comes to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board after serving as pastor at First Baptist Church in Alpharetta. He was also the uh, the State Baptist Convention president uh, the past couple of years in 2015 and 16 and then yeah. 16, 17. Yeah, so we have uh, obviously are not surprised by how this vote went when we found out uh, that he was being nominated. Um, all looked well uh, for, for that. So it is just official now. And uh, it will be great to see uh, the next uh, phase for the Georgia Baptist Convention. Um, and uh, we just wish everyone well with this transition. We do and wish him all the best. He's a friend and a Lifeway trustee. So just saw him uh, there a couple you go. weeks ago. Very and, uh, cool. I didn't get to talk to him a lot about this. There was a, a little bit, you know, a few things going on at that meeting, Amy. I would uh, imagine. Didn't really have a chance to, to chat too much with him. Hopefully see him next week at the executive committee meeting here in Nashville. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well toward the end of the show. Uh, Speaking of that Lifeway meeting just a couple of weeks ago, Tom Rayner announced this week that he is launching the Revitalized Network to help with church revitalization, partnering with the North American Mission Board, Brentwood Baptist Church, Lifeway, and California Baptist University. Very cool. And there have been just a a lot of announcements uh, from Lifeway lately. You guys have just a lot going on. We get things done, Amy. Um, and so, but uh, yeah, this is an exciting thing from Dr. Rayner and uh, the nonprofit organization Revitalized Network uh, will allow churches and, and individuals basically to to support revitalization efforts through the network. It's it's a philanthropic group uh, which helps assist churches in need of revitalization, providing uh, consultations, providing resources, uh, different things uh, to churches in and around the North American area and, and possibly even the world to revitalize those churches. Uh, revitalization is at the heart of Dr. Rayner's ministry, has been for a long time. Uh, he's been well known for church revitalization and uh, resources for churches to help them grow stronger and healthier. And uh, this is just kind of the next continuation of that. Over to Southwestern, Amy, where they're going to host a prayer meeting and town halls uh, amid the presidential search that's going on over there in Fort Worth. Yeah, saw this uh, come out this week. We we had heard that the first uh, meeting would be focusing on prayer, uh, and looks like that's uh, something they're going to continue doing. Uh, that this will will uh, involve several prayer meetings, and then the town hall meetings will be uh, for students, staff, and faculty to voice their opinions regarding what characteristics they would like to see in the institution's next president. Uh, so they're going to really involve, um, uh, they're going to really involve the community. So the first town hall meeting will be in, uh, will be September 19th and they're going to actually have that separated out. So students will have a town hall, faculty will have a town hall and staff will have a town hall. And then there will be a joint meeting on September 26th. So a lot of busy, uh, a lot of work ahead for that search committee. Yes, there is. And uh, you remember, we have four different search committees going on right now. We have Lifeway, Southwestern Executive Committee, and uh, the International Mission Board. And uh, we, you know, kind of expecting something, uh, some kind of update. I think there is a formal update from the Executive Committee Search Committee at the Executive Committee meeting next week. 
Okay. So uh, should hear something about that, just to, you know where they are in the process. I'm guessing I, I do not expect, and no one is expecting um, a candidate to be uh, brought in September here at the executive committee meeting. So uh, that that is not on the slate next week. And uh, I actually, I don't believe any of our entities are close with candidates yet. So yeah. uh, we will continue to keep an eye on those. Down to Florida, Amy. Uh, I know uh, Dean and Sarah, good friend of the pod, they had a, a launch of their City Church U, which is a college ministry of the City Church in Tallahassee. It's an actual on-campus group uh, that the church is partnering with and kind of created that leads. Uh, it's a student-led group there on campus. They had their big fall launch last week, more than 700 College That's students amazing. came out uh, in the basically in the shadow of Doak Campbell Stadium there on the campus at Florida State. So just an incredible story here in Baptist Press. Check that out, uh, Amy. Uh, I know you know Dean. I know Dean. We've uh, we're big fans of everything they're doing down there in Tallahassee. And City Church U is just one of the great things that they are doing to reach uh, students and college uh, leaders there in Tallahassee. This is just really, really cool stuff, and uh, we'll we'll put in the show notes, in addition to this Baptist Press article, a link to the episode where we did the interview with Jeff Dodge uh, about this style of college ministry uh, and just some amazing things that are happening out of uh, the Salt Company um, in, Ames, uh, in Ames, Iowa, and uh, just how the, that, uh, how that's really taking some universities by storm. Yes, it is, and, and it's a it's a paradigm shift in collegiate ministry from a Southern Baptist point of view. You know, we you and I grew up in the South where we're, we're kind of familiar with the BCM model uh, that we see. You know, we have a Baptist collegiate ministry or Baptist student union, depending on which university you're at or when you went to university. Uh, our Baptist student center, I think that's what they were even before. Uh, but the the new church, you know, collegiate church planning model that the Salt Company. Uh, uses that the Resonate Group up in Washington uses that H2O up in Columbus, Ohio, that uh, Brian Fry, uh, the, the collegiate coordinator for NAM, uh, that uh, helps out with this. Brian's up in, in Columbus, and we've had him on the podcast as well. This model of ministry is radically changing these universities. And it, you know, Dean and City Church are really the first in the South to really employ that model, and it is just going gangbusters down in Tallahassee. So it'll be fascinating to see if we see any more of this, if we see any of these Southern states, uh, maybe say, you know what, we're going to rethink our collegiate ministry and we're going to move to this model instead of the, the typical BCM model, just to see if anything changes. Uh, I, you know, the, the proof's in the pudding, I guess you can say, and, and we're seeing it here in the Salt Company. We're seeing it with Resonate. We're seeing it with H2O. We're seeing it now with City Church U. You know, at what point do we look at it and go, hey, let's give this a shot in you know, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, wherever it may be in one of these big Southern states and, and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, it, this is, it's a fascinating, fascinating thing to watch. So uh, we will, we'll have some of those links there uh, for our listeners, uh, our links there for people to learn more about it. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for the news this week. Bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to uh, a time that is very memorable to a lot of people in my area, and that's 1996, 22 years ago. Um, and this week, uh, Southern Baptist Disaster Relief Units were uh, arriving 
in uh, were arriving into the area of North Carolina after Hurricane Fran. Uh, Hurricane Fran actually hit on September 5th. Um, by September 8th, three days later, um, Southern Baptist Disaster Relief Units had served more than 31,000 meals. And uh, so the week um, beginning September 9th, so it would be kind of the same as this week, was when Baptist Press was starting to let uh, Southern Baptists across the country know what all was happening here and what they were doing. And so the relief workers were out and going. Uh, the Hurricane Fran is something that I've heard about. I've actually heard about it a lot this week. People have talked about it through the years, but the memories have really come back. Uh, this week when they were preparing uh, for Hurricane Florence. Uh, interestingly enough, it was a storm that came ashore at Cape Fear, which is right around the spot where Florence is is supposed to come ashore. Wasn't that a Patrick Swayze movie? No. Cape Fear was a Robert De Niro movie. Oh. And was very, very scary. So thank you for reminding me of it. I had forgotten. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so it, it hit a lot of the same areas. Uh, the, the disaster relief coordinator, uh, on site reported in this September 9th story that well over 80% of the destruction of property is in three coastal counties centering on Wilmington. Um, people in other areas are contending with flooding down trees and power lines. And so they had, um, Disaster relief feeding units in North Carolina and South Carolina, um, Wilmington, Goldsboro, uh, Wilson, uh, Raleigh, uh, all of these places that are actually in the kind of focused right now as well. Um, and then there are, um, there are references to some other ones, how the response to Hurricane Andrew in 1992 at that time stood as the largest in the ministry's uh, 26-year history, um, but just really, really incredible stuff. There's also an article by uh, Art Tolston, our good friend, that talks about, um, that talks about how uh, the North Carolina Caswell, how North Carolina's Caswell Baptist Assembly, a place I've been, uh, had gotten closed by the hurricane. And at that time, a preliminary estimate of $1 million in damage at Southeastern Seminary, um, mm. with trees everywhere, uh, roof damage, students losing cars, uh, campus without power, you know, just all kinds of things. So it's really interesting to see, you know, uh, the, the history is always kind of repeating itself. Um, to recognize, obviously, this has been kind of the chatter in the whole Southeast, certainly in the Carolinas the last few days. Um, but it's a place we've been before. And as we have been here, uh, Southern Baptist Disaster Relief was here too. Um, so I just want, I wanted to just put that in perspective to see that this has been uh, something, a routine that's been in place for a very long time that uh, we we weather these things together um, and uh, that as quickly as they come, uh, the people are out and are helping each other and praying for one another. So uh, just crazy times. Uh, we have Hurricane Florence. We had Hurricane Fran um, and the workers were all out uh, 22 years ago this week in SBC history. All right. Point Break was a movie I was thinking of, not Cape Fear. Uh, I total swing and a miss point break so, has no connection with cape fear at all well it was but, 
it was like on the the water, wouldn't it? Uh, I I think. I mean, it's it, like a didn't have to do with surfing. Yeah. So yeah, Cape yeah. Fear is like a horror movie, basically. Yeah, but I was thinking like Cape is like on the water. So okay. Yeah, it's total All swing right. and a miss. I, I I admit it. Yeah, I you admit, admit it. That you admit a, it. Yep. 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 Just. Absolute swing and a miss there. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resource of the week. Our resource of the week this week is? Send Relief. Send Relief. Uh, yes. So we're not going to have individual resources this week. We are going to have one resource of the week, and it is Send Relief, where you can give over at sendrelief.org. You can click on the uh, the Give button there uh, to give and to help out with that, or, you know, get involved and be a part of Send Relief and get, you know, you can... Every state, uh, especially in the SBC, most states have a disaster relief group and a training that you can get involved with at your church or, you know, at uh, your, um, you know, in your at your church or in your state. They do a regional. Uh, most states do regional training and things like that. So uh, you can check out sinrelief.org uh, to give over at uh, sinrelief.org slash donate. Yes, and uh, you know these are the moments that you start to see what's going on, and you think, "Man, I just really want to be getting out there and helping." And uh, and and uh, we talked about that this week. Keith has some experience in flood relief from the Nashville flood. He did a lot in the county that uh, where where our church was at that uh, at that time, and so he's seeing everything and is kind of remembering that. And so you want to get out there and help. Um, if you if you haven't done this before, don't have experience, then you know take opportunities like this to pick up the phone and uh, call your state convention, find out when's the next training, so that you can start uh, helping in future events and be ready. And if you can't do that, but you can give, uh, then give to support the efforts. And the one thing we can all do is, uh, is to be praying, uh, not just for the safety of people, but also, uh, for the protection of the volunteers out there and that they would have the opportunity to share the love of Christ and the message of the gospel. Yes, I totally agree, Amy. That is a great way, uh, to wrap things up here on the episode and uh we are we are uh, like you mentioned we are praying for those in uh the path of hurricane florence in the carolinas and, and beyond so we are you know we'll just wait and see uh what happens with this storm and as we mentioned next week amy the executive committee meeting here in nashville uh you will not be making the trip this time because uh correct globe trotting all over the place uh, you and keith uh so i'll be at the executive committee meeting next week the plenary on Monday night and Tuesday morning will be live tweeting those and uh, tweeting out any other nuggets that we're allowed to along the way. There's some uh, rules about what we can and cannot share from committee meetings. Uh, so we have to, you know, obviously respect those. And uh, But uh, the, the plenaries are on the record and we can tweet out information. And there's always some, some good information from that. We'll see uh, some budget updates, some cooperative program giving updates, things like that uh, that will be shared uh, as well as entity updates from all the entities. So uh, keep an eye out on our Twitter page for that information. And uh, if we have a chance, maybe we'll grab some interviews as well. Nice. So uh, looking forward to the executive committee meeting and everybody that comes in town for that next week. And uh, Amy, you guys in uh, the Carolinas, y'all stay safe. All right, we will. And uh, we'll have a lot, I'm sure, to talk about um, and report next week. All right. Thanks again for joining us this week. Thanks again to our sponsor, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary up in Louisville, Kentucky, for sponsoring the program each and every week. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.